0: ora, I'm Tom Kitchen and today on the detail
1: Six-storey dwellings and the loss of special character areas. The face of Auckland is set to change. This is a
2: permanent shift in the flexibility of housing supply with a long-term impact of more compact, efficient and affordable cities.
1: And it's revealed more higher density housing across the city than previously.
2: The MPSUD is a powerful tool that enables greater intensification in our cities.
1: The council, acting on central government rules, including six storeys near large areas, urban centres.
2: Intensification is important because enabling more homes to be built within our major urban areas is one of the key things that we can do to help with the housing crisis.
0: There goes the big section, the backyard swing set, the apple trees and the veggie garden. But even if you live in one of these new high rises, it turns out that's not always the case, at least on the garden front. You got coffee? Yes, this is a coffee tree. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen a coffee tree before. It's not (laughs) something you get in New
3: Zealand. The whole garden's community, so you will have working bees there on Sundays and the community will gather there, they will plant, they will harvest. It's all done together.
0: Community gardens are popping up all over our big cities and every one of them is a little bit different. Sometimes it's about feeding the whanau and sometimes it's just about getting your hands in the dirt. The reward is at the end if
4: you put your heart and soul into it. It tastes
1: so good when you know it's come from right there and it's been loved by by the community and there's been so many different hands that have um, brought that kai to the table.
2: I think it connects people and that's been our mission really.
0: I'm visiting two similar but very different community gardens in Tamaki, Makaurau. Both are designed to deal with the cost-of-living crisis and the push towards higher-density housing. But they're tackling them in very different ways. First, just down the road from RNZ's central Auckland office, the Auckland City Mission's home ground apartments. Kia ora. Yeah, Kia ora. Nicola.
1: Yes, that's me. Hey, hi. Tom, nice Tom. to meet you. Oh, yeah, nice
0: Nick meet you. Bowden oh, is the Mission's supportive housing manager. So we want to go up to the, uh, the garden. Yeah. Homeground opened last year. It's kind of a one-stop shop for Auckland's most vulnerable. Everything from apartments, health and social services and meeting spaces. We make our way to the rooftop garden where I meet some more of the team. Tom, this is Sherlene. Hey, Sherlene. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, so Sherlene
1: lives here, yeah. um, and she is one of our kaitiaki in the gardens, right?
4: Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're on a large outdoor patio. There's a seating area with a barbecue and a few metres of raised beds to the side, and we're nine floors up.
4: Okay, um, we've got lemon trees here, um, strawberries in here. There's also flowers, sort of all, all sorts of flowers, um, see we've got strawberries coming up. Oh nice. Um,
0: Next door there's an indoor space that acts as a glass house with tall trees reaching the ceiling.
4: These are the banana trees that they planted when they first arrived um, and these are actually 18 months old. When they first started growing they would have been about...
0: So only um, a couple of metres high and now they're yeah, probably, yeah, uh, and they
4: you know, right, right
0: up. Three or f- four or five meters would you say
4: yeah yeah, yeah easy at least easy. five yeah yeah, yeah. Five.
0: <laughs> you got coffee yes this is a coffee tree oh i don't think i've ever seen a coffee tree before no. it's not <laughs> something you get in New Zealand. At
4: the moment i'm still um doing this garden we've got kawakawa um I'm kawakawa yeah oh, um yeah. as you know that's a rongo
0: mm-hmm. We'll come back to home ground soon, but let's take a trip away from the hustle and bustle of Auckland CBD to a new suburb that's often held up as a model for doing intensification right. It's Hobsonville in West Auckland, and it's built on the site of a former air force base. Until 1967, it was the headquarters for flying boats, and remnants of that history are reflected in some of the street names and in the Catalina Community Garden. I'm meeting two of the gardeners, Sharon and Trish. Hi, Tom. yeah I'm Tom. Hi! Sharon for Sharon. Yes, I'm Sharon. Sure. Nice to meet you, Sharon. How are you? We're sort of on a bit
5: of a peninsula here. The land is very precious here, it's very built up high density area,
0: but we have managed to um, get this little bit of land. We're in a small space between a big new retirement village that's still under construction and a nature reserve bordering the area's well-used five kilometer loopwalk. But I'm looking out at a long line of raised garden beds featuring an explosion of colours.
5: You come in the, in the, in the front, it's, it's gated, originally because of the rabbits were a problem,
0: um, but it's also sort of neatens
5: it up and puts a boundary around it. And it's also handy for growing things along as well. And you get people, it's on, on the walkway, um, right around the point, so we get a lot of people passing, a lot of people admiring the
2: garden, um, stopping and having a chat, they're they're often you know they say this is lovely Mm. and what are you doing and that's Mm. really
0: Hmm. Tell me start of spring what are the big plants that are growing at the moment?
2: Ah
5: well there's there's lots getting going, lots of seedlings, tomatoes, we're sort of growing broccoli, because each plot is individually owned and, and rented so to speak people are doing their own thing. Um, Do
0: you have a particular plot yourself?
5: Yes, yes. Can I have it for yep. yours? Oh.
2: <laughs> well it'd be nice to look at Trish's first. Oh Trish? Oh,
0: yeah. Let's have a look at Yeah your I'm Trish.
2: the one with the tulips.
0: Oh okay nice. Yeah.
2: So for about three or four years I've planted bulbs in here and it just it just gives me joy but it also gives joy to the people going past. Yeah. On the walkway um, and they'll often Comment on how beautiful it looks. Mm. I've put them into to like colour, colour areas, so all the red tulips have more or less died off now, and we've got the dark purple and yellow tulips which are quite striking and it just gives the place a bit of a a lovely glow. Yeah.
0: There you go. What else have you got on your plot here? What I've else you got growing?
2: some some herbs, I've got coriander and parsley and dill, I've got a couple of cabbage plants, I've got a um, a courgette. I've got some broad beans. Sharon, do you have a plot yourself?
5: Uh, yes, yes. I, I'm experimenting, uh, I'm always experimenting a bit to see what grows here, and each year it's different what we get out of it. But Why is that? Um, I think different, different weather conditions. Um, it's very hard over summer to keep all the soil moist, so we're experimenting with different ways of um, irrigation.
0: But what have you got here? What, what are you planting uh, here at the moment? Oh,
5: well, the celery, this is... Um, Broccoli, the silver beet, spring onions, the calendula. I'm trying to do a lot of companion planting as well to keep the bugs out. Um, yeah, there's a lot of snails and things, and yeah, sometimes it gets a bit disheartening. But um, this this year we're trying to get people to um, have a sort of potato growing competition. So I brought these pb 40 bags, and um, everyone can fill up whatever soil they want and um, we're going to see how many potatoes we can get in each bag.
0: Oh yeah, how are you going at the moment?
5: Well, they've all come up, and it's great. I'll, and I'll, I'll put more soil in there and hopefully build up.
0: After the tour, I talked to Sharon and Trish about why they have the garden, which has been around for about 10 years.
2: I think it connects people, and that, that's that been our mission, really. We're working bees, and we have social afternoons where we come and have a cup of tea, or a, in the winter, perhaps some mulled wine.
0: Why not just set up your own little private plot of vegetables in your own property?
2: Because there's no room, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is that? Yeah? Um,
2: a lot of the houses uh, have very, very little space. Um, and because they're so close together, there's um, often a sun issue. You don't, don't get enough sun to um, actually grow anything. There's a lot of apartments where there's just no room outside yeah the high density really lends itself to
5: getting to know your neighbors and your in your in your blocks and that sort of thing and community garden's another way of of just meeting people yeah people are sort of time poor here though so it's um yeah it has its challenges
0: why are they time poor
5: so sort of they go out out to work and come back in and there's not much. So with having a community garden like this, it encourages people just to get out of their houses and come out into open air and and meet people. My husband said if we moved here, because I had a big garden at our other place and I, I was a bit reluctant to move here, um, he said, look, don't worry, there'll be a community garden you can get involved with. And so, yes, that was the incentive for us to move
2: here.
0: But yeah, you're just, how many plots have we got here? Um, we've got 29,
2: or 20, yeah, 29 plots.
0: Um, and who, who kind of, if, the, if you're quite new to gardening, who teaches you about this kind of thing?
2: I guess the people in the plots around you or at one of the gatherings, you, you know, you often meet up with people um, and they'll just... You just chat about what, what, hey, what are you growing? And oh, I didn't even know you could grow that here. And you know, there's a lot of lot of communication, which is which is lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, People in the summertime will often come here after work and just just cruise by and stop and chill out and perhaps sit down have a have a beer. It has been kind of like a hub for. Especially guys, actually. Mm. They tend to come here.
0: Oh, like up. a bit of a men's shed. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Men <Mag laughs> cave. Yeah. <laughs> and how much of your own um, vegetables would you say you grow here uh, versus, you know, when you go to the supermarket?
5: Oh, I, I tend to, to live off my garden. I mean, you know, there's always the spinach and the broccoli. The herbs, the, oh, well, when, the only trouble is... Like last year when I grew the potatoes, I didn't actually have enough for many meals.
1: <laughs>
5: Small amounts, but that's why I think we really need to go a bit more, and bigger I think, spaces. I think <laughs> it's more of
2: a supplement in some ways. I, yeah. I pop over and you know, gather up some herbs for a salad or um, pick some broad beans or something and some spinach. Um, it's, for, for me, for us, we're still buying vegetables.
0: Do you think there's any way to go completely off the supermarket vegetables? You
2: could if you had a huge garden.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, um, you, need a bigger, you need a bigger space and more planning. I think for yeah. family,
2: um, I don't think you... You couldn't live off your plot here.
0: Also pottering around the plots on this beautiful sunny day, I meet Tania Bromley, a tomato plant in head. She's a North and West Auckland facilitator for Gardens for Health a disabilities association initiative which supports community gardens. She tells me all about the different types of gardens she's involved with.
3: Every single one pretty much is set up differently. There is one that is actually at a church and the pastor lives on site, so it's um, it's a little bit more of a private garden with still allotments. There is another one behind a church right down the bottom of a slope which has allotments at the back of it in Torbay Bay at St Mary's. There's Ranui Garden which is huge and a large plot there is also used by the Ranui Community Centre's cafe. So they have a gardener that works on that and there's there have a it's a huge circle um, chopped up into segments and different people have a segment of it so it's a nice nice layout and we're working on a herb gonna build a herb spiral there as well as a hanging garden eventually. So we're just looking at different ideas there.
0: Can you describe the difference in the garden? So you've got this one, which has like um, allotments and different... Uh, oh, OK, perfect, yeah.
3: perfect um, difference from this one would be Forest Hill, Grow Forest Hill. Um, the whole garden is um, community. The whole garden's community. So you will have working bees there on Sundays, um, I think it's a Sunday, and the community will gather there, they will plant, they will harvest. It's all done together. You can plant things there, but that doesn't mean that that's what you'll harvest. So it's purely a community garden. Okay. Yeah, the whole point of it is to grow community.
0: Okay, so that means... uh anyone can kind of come and pick something up or anyone who's been On a harvest
3: day. The idea is that it's very well run and set up. Um, It's only been around for a couple of years now. It's quite a new one.
0: So why have community gardens? Well,
3: uh, with the cost of living crisis going on, it's so important for people to know um, how easy, how easy it is to grow your own food. And using community gardens as the base for people to go to and learn that learn those skills, you learn different composting skills. The Compost Collective come, lot, um, come across to a lot of all the gardens and will do composting um, workshops and different. Diff- there's so many different ways you can compost and um, just, just learning what different plants are. And there's so many people that d- just don't recognise what's in the garden and they're not really sure how it grows or what to do with it. So really it's a huge education for the community. Anywhere you put a community garden, you want to get people in there learning. In the tiniest space, in one of these beds, just how much you can grow and how easy it is once you've had a little practice and some guidance. Yeah. We want to make that available and easy.
0: It's a lot cheaper too when you think about it, you just buy a couple of seedlings from Bunnings or of ten or you go down to your community garden you get some for cheap.
3: Don't even have to buy them. You can keep you can um, just save the seeds from things. You can ask other people if they've got any potatoes that have gone to seed and then pot them in a pot of mud, pot of pot of earth. You know, it's um, you can do all sorts of different things without even having to go out and buy them yourself.
0: Back in town, Homeground's Nick Bowden explains what was behind the move to top an apartment tower with plants.
3: Well, I think
1: um, the opportunity and the challenge that we had around the high-density apartment-style living was how do we still stay connected with what's so important to us, you know, the environment, the whenua uh, and kai. So in that in the design phase and the process around um, the apartments. Um, Of course, it was only natural that we would incorporate a garden in Te somehow. And I think having that community space um, really opens a platform for people to share their skills um, and to participate. So whether it is in um, Te Mara doing some gardening Mm or whether it's in the cooking phase or yeah. um, helping out on the computers. The beauty of having that all together is there's weaving in and out of that space quite naturally and there's, yeah, that yeah. whaka um building relationships and getting to know each me. other. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have you got a favourite plant or veggie that you grow?
4: Anything that you can eat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nicola?
1: Uh, oh, favourite, well, I can't wait to hopefully try the tuttle that we've just pulled up this morning. Yep. Um, but I, my favourite is leafy greens because they're always growing, they're perpetually there. Um, and so easy to just grab and chuck in to either top up my lunch or if we're making a community kai. Is
0: it also a cost of living thing as well and trying to encourage people to grow things at home rather than, you know, popping down in the supermarket?
4: Definitely, definitely. Uh, the price of living is just horrendous. So what I actually want to do is be able to eat out of our garden by Christmas time, you know, and we've got tomatoes, we've got everything available um, and good koi for for us to eat. Yeah, because um, just even buying silver beet in is quite expensive these days, so mm. I mean, I recommend uh, growing a garden. It's so easy. Mm. it just takes it just takes time.
1: And I think um, what Shirlene touched on there around that cost of living and the opportunity to learn some skills, to grow some some of your own kai again speaks to. I guess the vision for, for home ground around food sovereignty, what it means to reconnect and have that Rangatira tanga in your own life is so much about the bigger picture of, of what's happening here for people every single day.
0: Yeah, so basically you mean, you know, having control over that aspect of, of your life.
4: Absolutely. Well, food brings people together, you know, and um the thing I like with the garden, I'm looking at, I'm wanting to do pickles and, you know, show people how to do pickles and how to actually properly eat out of your garden and bottling stuff. I grew up with bottling and um, doing pickles and stuff like that. The, the, not very many people do it these days. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's just another school to give, give back to others in, in, in our community.
1: And that's another really Good point um, and opportunity that we have as well. There's a huge connection between um, health and whole order and housing and the ability to maintain your housing. So it's one thing to um, have a foddy and a roof over your head, but how do you make that a home and how well are you? And, and so so much of what we're doing is about supporting people to sustain their tenancies as well as fulfilling their whole order Um, and there's those things like being able to pickle you know the kai from the garden or um, pick your own veggies Um, uh, Shirley mentioned the kawakaua and the rongoa that we've got growing in the garden Um, we've got different um
4: use what we have around us anyway making mm. use of it and showing other um, people because a lot of people here they weren't brought up with that, you know so um, that's just a stepping stone for to teach some of the tenants in here we all enjoy it you know mm. it's a gathering for all of us the time for us to all get together but the food is just as good you know? yeah
1: yeah but it tastes so good when you know it's come from right there and it's had you know it's been through this this process and it's been loved by by the community Mm -hmm. and there's been so many um different yeah different hands that have um brought that kai to the table there's
4: rewards you know um it's timing of the essence really and um the reward is at the end if you put your heart and soul into it you'll see what it's at the end of it because I know that it takes a, a bit of time um and effort to do a garden but your rewards are there you know and it's just uh, all it costs you is your time
1: and we've had um different ways that people have participated in in the gardening space here and there's been times where Maybe people have pulled things up that weren't supposed to be pulled up, and it's caused a bit of, I some yeah. disruption in the community about why that was pulled up. But using that as an as an opportunity to have um, engagement in the garden. Yeah, so I think out of yeah. that one, we actually um, mm. create started made some signs um, for to, yeah to signpost yeah. what was what, yeah. um, so that more people would understand and um, if they wanted to come up and pick something and then it also provided another opportunity for people to input or participate in different ways so if they didn't necessarily or weren't that keen on uh, gardening maybe they could put their creative skills to use by painting Painting signs A beautiful and, sign yeah, and yeah. things like that So just Just having it, that interaction as yeah. a
4: community has been really rewarding for all of us
1: yeah, taking a step back and seeing the bigger picture, it's more than just the garden. It's more than just yeah. Kai. Um It's who we are. That's it for
0: today. I'm Tom Kitchen. The detail is supported by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. This episode was engineered by William Saunders. Our producers are Alexia Russell and Bonnie Harrison. Thanks to Nick and Charlene from Homeground, Sharon and Trish from Catalina in Hobsonville, and Tania from Gardens for Health. He wā pai ki te mahi mara, it's a great time of year to be in the garden. Ka anwal